What is going on, guys? So welcome to the Fat Man Talking Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Joe Hegarty, personal trainer and owner of Diverse Performance. Joe, how are you getting on today, man? I'm not too bad, man. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. So look, to start off, would you just tell the listeners a bit about yourself, you know, how you got started in the fitness, uh, fitness industry, yeah. you know, mistakes will start early, guys, you know, it happens. We'll keep it going anyway. So look, just how you got started and everything else. Um, Jesus. Going back, I'd say, I think I'm in the fitness industry in total now as, like, training myself and training people about four years. This is my fourth year, yeah. Um, so what happened was... I was I was never like fit like people never believe I was never like into fitness I was never athletic in school I was never uh, the sporty type I think I did a cross country run there once to get out of school actually yeah. but I'm sure I nearly got a heart attack um, <laughs> but yeah like I think a lot of people now like young fellas especially who are in the gym you go through like bullying issues or like lack of self confidence things like that so that was pretty much my issue like I had an ex girlfriend who hated my guts like and just went out of a way to torment me so I went into the gym one day in town. Uh, River's Edge and signed up didn't have a notion what I was doing nothing at all no clues went in started picking things up just went in spare time and I was working in or, yeah, I was working at McDonald's at the time actually yeah and uh, Jeez, that's a huge contrast <laughs> yeah how, how did it feel going were you working at McDonald's and trying to get fit at the same time yeah Jeez, that must have um, dose uh, it, was, it was tough but I kind of just got over it really it was actually yeah. more motivational than anything because like I seen you know, what food I was giving people and what yeah. food, like what was coming in. And I was like, nah, I don't want to end up. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, but uh, from there, then I actually I was like, you know what? I was like, I might as well do it properly. And I got I invested in a personal trainer myself. And uh, at the time, obviously, like looking back, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't tailored to me, but I still did it because I needed. I needed to learn something because at the time, learning anything at all was better than nothing. So I still worked at McDonald's, tipping away. Um, and then I got a nutrition coach actually because that was going to get popular. I uh, got one of them and that kind of went down there for ages and I was just loving the transformation of myself and then I joined Denny's and uh, picked up a bit of work experience there once a week on a Saturday which is how I met Lam. The, yeah. The, and, the the, and, the re- and the relationship was born. <laughs> yeah, the Duke Fitness was born. Um, and then it was just literally like every Saturday I used to like drag one into McDonald's Monday to Friday and I was just like, buzzing for the weekend and I was like, you know, every week I'd probably annoy every member of staff and their questions. And, yeah. Then I was like, Jesus, like, I'd love to do this, like, because I like, shadow Luke a good bit, and I shadow some very good trainers that are now like, living abroad in Canada and stuff. And I just was like, fuck it, I was like, give it a bash. And then I started Image Fitness, and I, um, Jesus, I think in November, about three years ago now, uh, Steve Barry, the manager of Denny's, yeah. Douglas, came up to me and was like, look, how would you fancy taking two or three shifts? He's like, you can still work away in McDonald's. And I was like, nah. I was like, McDonald's, good luck. So I left <laughs> the full-time paying job, in. like, to take on two shifts a week. Well, I started at one, and then I was like, but in the long run, I was like, it'll pay off. And then I started, and then he's, and I was literally doing one, two shifts a week. So, you know, I started literally from the bottom. It's not like, oh, I started from the bottom, and I'm here. Like, yeah, no one where I want to be, but, you know, it was a risk that I took back then, and then, like, obviously looking back, the risk I took then is almost the same as the risk I took now, you know, and then that gave me the opportunity to move to Canada. Yeah. Um, and, like, again, working in Equinox, where I worked over there, is, and that's, like he's like when I talk in a sec like what I'm doing now like I just learned so much over there in Equinox and like learned from literally and like what part of Canada were you actually Vancouver in? and then when you're over there like, is there a huge contrast say between Cork fitness community and the Canadian one as in like the way people train the way people see fitness I mean obviously you'd have better weather over there for the most part at least in the summer yeah, yeah. I mean I'm sure people are more kind of prompted to get more active and get out there and get going I mean did you find as in you're over there a few months right I was there for six months yeah short yeah. enough spell but long enough to learn as much as I could um in the fitness industry well 
like you put it this way, like over there they're a lot more open minded. Like there's yeah. there's no social media game. Like there there is none. There's no competition. You're a team, and that's exactly what it was. You know, there was upskilling every week. Like you know, you're you're attending court, whether it's a course that they're paying for you to go to, or whether they're bringing in like top trainers from different parts of the world, and like you're sitting in courses and you've meetings with your managers every month, every second week. You know, you have a mentor who'd be a top trainer and they're teaching you. So like a lot of upskilling all the time because they want to yeah. make you like provide the best service possible. That's at a trainer point of view, but from a client's point of view, obviously the economy over there is way better. So like clients had far more money and I was working in Equinox, so that's like, I like one of the most top reputable gyms across Canada and America. Yeah. So like the clientele, I think they're like, there was a lot more of a breakdown to it. Like it wasn't just like, oh, come in here. This is fitness, you know, this is lose weight. It was far more into like, lifestyle change like implementing like healthy habits like making it more of like not a chore that some people feel that it is sometimes it was basically like trying to change someone's life, lifestyle like anything they wanted to be really but there was like i said when we discussed in a while like the assessment process wasn't just sit down for half an hour what you want to do lose weight okay let's go it was like you literally sit down and you build a relationship with that person like from the get-go you get to know them yeah. as much as you can you break down their goals like if they say oh i want to be fit like you make them realize what fit is to them like I said, everyone has a completely different reason. Like some come in and they want to run very far. Some we want to lose weight, but then you have to make them like long term realize what it's going to be. So again, so it's all kind of a more personalized yeah, experience. Yeah, way more, more personalized. Yeah, it's the best way to put it, without kind of trying to make it sound way different. But like it yeah, was, no, it was I mean obviously like fitness yeah. is fitness and getting fit is getting yeah. fit. But I mean like the attitude a gym takes certainly makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah. some gyms you'd go into. And they'll just give you a, you know, I suppose a cookie cutter plan. They say do this. Yeah. And then obviously there's people who do one to one, and you'd have a huge difference between people who kind of spend their time with their clients yeah. and people who just want numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean, exactly. and like as an I've done personal training myself, and I find this definitely you'd see the difference between the people who care about their clients and I suppose want people in versus yeah. you know the people who are kind of, I suppose they just want they want heads through the door and that's that you know. Yeah, and that's that's what you're gonna get. But it's the same in any industry, and I always point that out like. Like again, like the, like the donut fad. Like you know, everybody oh, yeah. like everyone wants a donut now. Everyone wants to open a donut shop. How many of them will last in ten years? Who will be there in ten years? Will I be here in ten years? Will other personal training businesses be here in ten years? You know, like I said, it'll and like you just said there, it'll be the people who care about what they do and who do what they do for the right reasons and not just for the money or for fancy cars or for you know followers or whatever the case may be. It will be the people who are passionate what they do. Like you know, they they love going to work every day. They're happy to help whoever comes through the door they're not yeah. targeting specifics you know you're welcoming business and that's what again that's what will stand out long term oh definitely it's funny you said that about the donut fat because one thing I find really funny even in the past kind of five six years we've been around the same age like yeah but um like fitness seemed to just kind of boom all of a sudden like and I don't know was it around the time of all the reality TV and the Jordan yeah, show was. you'd see all these fellas on TV Jersey with six packs the first one exactly yeah that? The, the GTL, proper gym town laundry exactly. and, and that's where it kicked off like, like everyone was sitting on their couch going Jesus Christ I mean probably playing ga, rugby everything else yeah. but I mean the idea of having a six pack it, was, it wasn't to like be all an L-Dolls especially no. when you're in school Yeah. but I mean Not suddenly it came along and like definitely what I found is there's a massive influx of say like people getting into personal training and people want to, I suppose, help people out with yeah. life coaching, personal coaching, mm-hmm. everything else. I mean, like, how do you feel like you're in quite a, a deep market and you're starting a new business? Like, is it kind of daunting to get the age of 22 when you're thinking, geez, I'm taking all this on. I mean, you've established <laughs> facility here. Yeah. Like, you've rented out yourself and then suddenly, you know, you have to go, I have to drop my own business. Like, no one's saying, Joe, will you work yeah. these hours this week? Yeah, yeah. It's the case where you're like, you know, I need to find the hours. I need to find the clients. This, yeah. I suppose it is. it must be pretty daunting. Like, I mean, I'm 24 and... 
Yeah. Fuck, I work nine to five and I'm very happy about it. That's <laughs> yeah. consistent. I have my way to come in every month. Um, I mean, how does it feel? Like you're only just getting started, but I mean, how does it feel? That's that's probably the most common asked question, really. Like, yeah, I think the age thing is the most common thing. Like, I actually listened. I was at I was at Litfest, the first event. Yeah. Hosted by the Nicro charity event, and Jason Woodward, 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 I never Woodard, I think, Woodard, yeah. I think, yeah. He was talking at it, and this was something that I actually took away from it was, he said, he's like, I started this donut fad when I was, I don't know, as I say, he's 24. Let's just say for argument's sake, he's 24. He goes, if I fail, I'm 25. Yeah. And I took away, I'm like, right, I'm 22. If I fail, I'm 23. I have a long way to go. That's it, exactly. Yeah, you're dead right. Whereas, like, and yeah, it is, like, to answer the specific question, yeah, it's daunting, it's scary, but if I never tried it, I would have been maybe in my, like, late 20s or 30s and, you know, looking to, like, settle down and, like, you know, thinking long-term, your future, kids, house, wife, marriage, things like that. And yeah. Right, if I fail now, like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, there's no backup plan. Whereas at 23, I can be like, right, I can go... I can pretty much the world the job. Rise, I can like, go traveling again. Yeah. I can, you know. So again, that's I don't really find it as daunting because I know fail or succeed. I know that like I'm only going to be a year older. So yeah, of course. I mean, look to put it in perspective for you. The company I work for, I won't name and shame them. Fantastic company though. But uh, our founder, he's 28 now, multimillionaire. He started the company when he was 16. Jesus. And this fella now, I only met him this week. The nicest guy you meet. Completely yeah. normal fella. But I mean, like, I'm 24, I'm sitting at this fella, he's got a Silicon Valley company, he's got millions of dollars in the bank, yeah. and he's four years older than me. He started the company when he'd have been in school and I'd have been in school. Yeah. I mean, like, when you think about that, like, I mean, you need goals, you need to kind of yeah. start things off. Same, like, Richard Branson and stuff like that. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, it's guys, it doesn't always have to be an education or anything else. No. I mean, like, it's great and it depends on the industry, but yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's your drive and everything else that you'd yeah, be using. It is, exactly. It's going to get you places. Like, yeah. And like I said, it's... It's kind of, it's, it is daunting, but again, I hadn't set out to open my own place. Yeah. I literally came back from Canada after six short months, like I said, and I, I remember saying to Luke, I'm like, nah, I'm gone from the personal training game, like. Yeah, that's actually one thing I really wanted to ask you about, because I was really shocked, and you know, I would have followed you now when you are in Canada and yeah. everything else, and then you came back, and I saw you post up that you were going working in a factory. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I thought you were going over, like, my own interpretation, I was like, he's going over, he's getting the experience abroad, come back, probably do his own thing. And you're like, well, I'm going working in a factory. And I was like, I mean, Jesus, that's like, I mean, like you have a bit of freedom when you're working yeah. personal training. And then like, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not sure what kind of factory work you're doing, but I'd say it's quite monotonous day to day. Like the hours are probably painful. shit. Like, that's for sure. Yeah, um, it is. And like when I decided, I was like, all right, I, I sat down and I was like, right, think long term. The, the wage in Canada for a PT is probably one of the most high paying jobs yeah in ireland it's probably one of the lowest paying jobs yeah there's definitely a huge difference Long, no i'm not i'm not saying it but some, like what it, what it is is when people are like oh it's not about the money it's about what you do and loving it that is true to an extent i have a car outside what's, Ever- what's going to insure my car or like i'm gonna go on a holiday with luke to america let's just say um luke has a girlfriend by the way for anyone listening <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just like my brother um Ah, it's alright. You know, know you, you can have a nice bromance with a fellow yeah. known a judge. You know, it's fair yeah. enough. I mean, like romantic college with your friends. It's <laughs> yeah, <completely> fair. <laughs> but like you know, that takes money. Like these things don't come for free. Like I know. I mean, like what people don't realize, it's all good to enjoy your work. But like, yeah, there is. everyone has a bottom line. Yeah. There's a reality there where you want to live a certain type of lifestyle. Exactly. Like obviously, if you're taking care of your clients and everything else, that's fantastic. Yeah. But you still need money coming through the door. So I yeah, mean, it it's the case. You, you kind of need to juggle yeah. everything and decide. Obviously, there's certain things that'll take priority sometimes. Yeah. Or is it other times? But it's like paying rent. Like, 
and it's a good marketing strategy, you know, being like, oh, like we're not about the money or it's not about the money. No, in terms of what you do, like training someone isn't about the money. No, it's not like, like they pay for their PT. I don't chase people down for money. I don't hassle people for money. I don't like beg people for money. I don't beg people to come in the door. Like I'm passionate about what I do. Like I do help and train people. Yeah. But like I still have rent to pay. I still have my electricity bills to pay. You know, I still have to pay for, like I said, my car, holidays, things like that. So money might be your primary goal, but it's definitely a secondary goal that you like, you have to focus on. So like it is used sometimes as like a tricky marketing tool. You're like, oh my God, this guy's really like passionate or this brand is really passionate. And that's in any case. Yeah. Like, oh, passionate about this, that or the other. And that, I think money is just used as, like I said, just like a false marketing tool, really. No, I completely understand that. And I suppose one thing you did different was um, you set up the Snapchat with Luke, Duke yeah. Fitness. And I yeah. mean, like, as things go, like, what way was that for you? As when in, started, like, like, as in, was that a marketing tool? Was it just having a laugh? Like, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw it, like, cause as in, I know the two names from Denny's now, like, yeah. and like, I was like, what the fuck are these lads up to? Cause I went <laughs> into the vlogging and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I followed the Snapchat away, like, not gonna lie, like, I mean, secret fan. But I mean, <laughs> I was kind of sitting there, and like, I would have been, I suppose, one of the haters, and kind of like, what the fuck are these lads up to? But like, it obviously <laughs> panned out in the long term with a following yeah. and marketing and getting your own businesses up and going. I mean, yeah. like, what would you say for yourself? Was it kind of like difficult to put yourself out there like that? And did you um, receive much negative feedback? Funny enough, we were. What happened was like because we we're working together, and obviously the the bond was there that it kind of made a very good atmosphere to like to be around. Yeah, yeah, of course. And people like like to be around us, and people would find us funny, and people would find us same time as messers or yeah, you know, if we were on the gym floor, people would like to come up to us and be like, oh, I don't know, it's so funny when two of you together because we just have a laugh, like take piss out of each other, you know, like any two friends would do. Like, oh yeah, you know? of course. And then one day someone came into the staff room and they're like, oh, Duke Fitness are in the house and something, something like that. Anyway, it kind of went from there. And uh, I was like, to myself, well, and Snapchat was kind of picking up, you know, like, like, like Rob Lipson now, like Sean oh, yeah, Hagen and like all those big names were kind of starting to use it. And we were like, come on, we'll do it. We were like, there's no duo out there. Like there's no two young lads doing it. Like, so yeah. why don't we just go? And I remember like setting it up and I texted him. I was like, oh, we, I set up the Snapchat account. And he was like, oh, he was like, you're being serious. Like, and I was like, yeah. I was like, I think like it'd be a bit of crack, and then it just like it kind of blew up, like because people like right, there's two of them, there's not just one. So like Luke is very very knowledgeable, and I'm probably like the funniest person you'll ever meet. Like, <laughs> but like not to toot your own horn. So it, we kind of had a very good balance, like you know Luke would come on talk very informative stuff, and I'd come on and like people used to like always be like oh we want to see Joe sit down eat oats and watch Friends because every morning like my routine was get up, have a bowl of oats, watch friends, and I'd yeah. go on and I'd chat about anything, you know, whether it was something that was informative or whether it was, like, have a crack or, you know, do a quick, like, Q&A or, like, tell a few embarrassing stories or whatever. Yeah, of course, yeah. So we kind of had the balance between fitness and non-fitness, and was there haters? You're always going to have haters no matter what you do. Oh, of you course, know? yeah. But we were lucky that the people who followed us were people who were really interested. Now, it, like, it comes, like, people, you put something up and, you know, people are going to get offended or people are going to say that it's targeted at them or, you know, no one's ever going to run on like, oh, you're so boring. Like, that's not going to happen. But, yeah. like you said, behind the scene, there's people that are going to be like, oh, look at them, they're so boring or who do they think they are? They think they're funny. They're not fun to listen to. They're not fun to watch. And we have heard like, oh, this person, like my friend doesn't watch you anymore because they said you're boring or, <laughs> you know, but yeah, like that, that's going to happen. You know, things die off. Like, things, like we don't do it anymore. Like we announced a few weeks ago, like that the Snapchat is it's done like it's to be honest, Snapchat is well done yeah, at this stage so, like, I mean, we were like there was no point like going yeah. to the hassle no we could go on every now and again and chat a bit like have a laugh but it's not our main platform anymore but it has helped us 
excuse me, get us to where we are today. Yeah, yeah, Working. of course, I understand that. I mean, it was definitely an interesting thing, like the vlogging and Snapchat and everything else. I'm surprised it's kind of died out, but it really has. Like, I find no one uses it anymore. No. I mean, even for me, like, it's just the case. Instagram kind of just seems yeah. to be the place where you didn't communicate with your friends or anything else. Like, I mean, Snapchat, it's just really died a death. Like, yeah, Snapchat is just gone now. Like, like they're, they're, there's no coming back from what they've put. Like, I don't know why they ever changed in the first place. Yeah. I don't know whose bright idea it was to sit up on Snapchat and be like, right, I'm going to make sure this company loses all their servers because that's probably what they've done. Like, nobody uses it anymore. Like, yeah, no, it's all. definitely just long gone. And like, so it's, it's a pity, funny. really, because it actually it was a really fun platform to be on. Like, it was. Like, what I found, for me, it was kind of like, I'd always take piss on my Snapchat, like, is it yeah. just trope fake vlogs I mean I'm kind of like especially among all my friends now yeah. I just take the piss out of vlogging and just kind of have a yeah. laugh like and I do it now on my Instagram even but like it's just more of a laugh for myself and me and my friends get a good laugh out of it like yeah, yeah. but um, I mean like definitely now it's just kind of it's gone like and it was a kind of safe place where you choose you, you could nearly choose to either have it open or you'd yeah. have you know just your, your circle of friends, of friends yeah. and they'd all see it and that was that like yeah, exactly. well now I suppose you've platforms like Instagram where I mean, there is a lot more people on it. Instagram is very like Facebook, where you'd kind of let in a lot of people yeah. who, like, you maybe wouldn't be close with, but as in you're like, oh, I went to school with them, I was yeah. in college with them, whatever else, you know, I used to work with them. Of course, I'll follow them, that's fine, see what that's they're it. up to. But I mean, like, one interesting point I saw you make on your own social media a few weeks ago is about, you know, cutting negative people out of your <laughs> social media. I mean, yeah. like, that's a pretty hard thing to do because you have your friends, you have your family, and, like, they're not always people you see often, mm. but it is the case that, like, you could, as in, I'd find out if, if I thought I was on a level with someone I thought we were good friends or yeah. we were decent enough acquaintances even and they unfollowed me or they kind of blocked me or whatever on social yeah. media I'd be kind of like geez what the fuck's his problem like so as in like yourself did you find you cleansed your own social media small bit or is it just something you kind of feel if you do have negative people you should get rid of them Um, I think like like when I said it, there was good feedback, but again, you're also going to get like the people are going to text you being like was this directed at me or like are you serious? yeah like you know and because sometimes no, like nobody knows my life like no yeah. one knows what I do people are like are I always personal trainer like yeah and I do talk a bit on it but nobody knows exactly what I do outside of fitness like like who my friends are like who my ex-girlfriends are anything like that like yeah of course so with that like when I put it up like it was a case of to be where I wanted to be and any this like probably place to you as well you know like and there's so many people that like because my followers probably be a younger base especially from like the snapchat and stuff where they're so unhappy and they're so stressed about exams or they're so like do you know they feel like they can't be themselves around their friends like I could never be myself around my friends like yeah. before when I was in school like you know I used to get bullied mocked whatever the case would be but like not a sob story or anything but that was just the way it was I, was, but like, I, like I, I think as well when you're in school it's very the case you'd be kind of afraid to put yourself out there because yeah. you're locked you've guaranteed hours where you're locked in with these people in a classroom yeah. like well now do you know if there's someone who takes piss out of you for putting something up on social media yeah. you don't have to give that fella a text and go for a coffee you yeah. know it's very much the case you choose who you associate with yeah. and everyone else like even if you saw them constantly five years yeah. ago they could be distant at this stage exactly so I mean like school I think is a very tricky one where yeah. like it's all good to put yourself out there and I mean I, I think people should definitely for 100%. sure as in if they've got goals and everything else I mean people are always going to rag on it but yeah. like it's definitely the case it's a very isolated place if you do get someone against you like oh 100% but like and that, that's what kind of point was being the fact that like there's so many people out there now that are probably more unhappy than they are happy and it could be the smallest thing like, like the tiniest thing you know you could go home and let's just say like you or you go to the lads, a group of lads, and there's one person that's just wrecking your buzz, or you know you're on social media and you follow a certain person, and they're yeah. putting up stuff that you wouldn't really agree with, or they're putting up stuff that you feel isn't right, or things like that, and it, like you're thinking about it, and it's like putting you down, or you're worrying about it, or you know someone puts up like 
a post and they're kind of like using your words, your slogan, your like business name kind of thing. And you're like, right, that's, you know, you kind of have to like block that. And that was the point, you know, mm. you're not really going to be ever happy unless you just make the sacrifices of just blocking people out of your life. They just don't need to be in it. Now, I put a post the other day on my Instagram and like, you know, it was true in what I said, like, to be fair, you're going to upset so many people in your lifetime. You're going to let people down. You're going to, you know, forget about people. You're going to forget about things. You're going to, and that's sometimes it's a good thing because you don't want that person in your life for a reason or that yeah. people or that thing in your life. It doesn't have to be a person. It can be anything like a job. You know, if people like you see people every day on Snapchat or Instagram, they're like, oh, another four hours in this shithole or whatever. And you're like, you know, maybe that person doesn't have the option to leave their job. And that's fair enough. They could have kids at home. They could have a mortgage to pay. And they could hate the job, fair enough. But you know, people my age, your age, you know, people who are young and they have the chance to get up and you know go job hunting, you know, pick up a few courses, get into what they do, and that's kind of it. Like, t- like take the negativity out because you're never going to be happy if you're not. Like, yeah. when I worked in that factory, I was miserable. I remember working in McDonald's. I used to go home crying every, every weekend to my mom, and that's nowhere of like I was 18, 19. I used to go home and cry because I hated it so much. And I was like, someday I was like, I'm, I'm just going to do something that I like. I like now call it luck or call it passion or drive that I have this now and I call it my own but like yeah. I did block out a lot of people I completely ignored a lot of people I took no notice of people who told me that I was wasting my time people who probably called me a bad personal trainer every now and again people who've walked out of my classes and that's going to happen but like the main thing was you know if you want to be happy or successful you're going to have to make sacrifices and getting rid of certain people even if it is your best friend like if Luke came up to me and he was negative every day and up like upsetting me every day or you know knocking me down i'd be like look good luck like but you know we support yeah. each other even though like we both work for opposite companies i still support him what he does i still like advocate him if any person that i know looks for nutrition i send him straight to luke like yeah of course and again you know he supports me so lucky that i, have That's that. Good, again, I think the small like the more group of friends you have the kind of more likely you are that one of them gonna upset you every now and again like but again the smaller group of friends you have the better at times yeah, yeah same as following like if you're a big following on Instagram, you're going to get far more hate. If you have a small group following, it's not going to many people bother you. Like, yeah, it's a big fish in a small pond situation. Yeah, exactly. Know? I mean, I suppose people need to decide. But I mean, I suppose one thing a lot of people would have, and I hear it's all over the radio and everything else, and I find it really interesting, is everyone says they have that one one or two negative people in their lives, yeah. be it like their friend or anything else, and they're just constantly bringing them down. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd always think, you know, I suppose I would have made the decision when I was younger, like... There were some people that I suppose I just didn't have the same views I didn't get on with. Yeah. And I decided to cut those people out because I don't it wasn't benefiting me, like it wasn't yeah. benefiting my growth and everything exactly, else. Yeah. And like I think that's definitely something people should consider. I'm not saying, you know, stop talking to your mom or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Obviously there's people you have to keep in on some level. <laughs> yeah. But I mean it's just the case that I suppose you need like need a balance there where you're definitely looking after yourself first and then yeah. everyone else second and like yeah. it's not it's not a selfish thing no. but i think it's important like because like your own mental health like is and you know if you're happy and everything yeah. else to like all your friends and your family mm. but really you're sitting in your room fucking miserable yeah you're coming home from mcdonald's crying every day yeah and like you're absolutely just tearing your hair out it does you no good and in yeah. the long term you know where you're going to be in 10 years you're probably still going to be on your own but for different yeah. reasons exactly and you know it's just it's not really worth it to you no and so that's that was, that was kind of the main thing was just eliminating negativity well, as much as you can like so you can eliminate your mom and dad if you have a bad relationship with them yeah you know 
they made you so they're, they're kind of there for <laughs> yeah. sticking in there whether you like it or not yeah, like exactly it's kind of fair enough but i mean um one other thing i suppose which i find uh is social media it's kind of it, it does have a massive traction at the moment mm. and like how do you feel about say people especially like i suppose people in around our age we're all about the followers and the likes and they're looking at these people you know throwing up topless pictures every week and you know like then i'm not a fit guy I'm looking to get fit. I'm training yeah. away and everything else. But is in like, do you feel like it's a positive thing? Like, do you feel, I suppose the way I put it is, do you feel it's a positive thing that everyone else is kind of all about positive body image and everything else? And, you know, people love themselves putting up their own content. Like, do you feel it's the case that people should just unfollow? If, you, if you're not into that, or is it kind of, do you feel it does kind of impact people? Um, I think it has a big influence. Like, uh I spoke on the Neil Prendergast show a few months ago, but I won't, I won't discuss it any further. But like, I heard it was a bit controversial. Right? It was <laughs> controversial, but only by the people who didn't listen to it. Oh, is that it? I, yeah. I didn't actually listen to yeah, it, so, so never had an opinion, but yeah, I, I so, heard there was some backlash. But it was backlash from people who have publicly said that they never uh, uh, target people like indirectly. Yeah. And these people who have a big following, so they just use their following to try and bring my name down. Um but I won't go into that side of it, but what, like, having a big following like, has an influence like that, you know, it has like, if you really wanted to upset someone or indirect somebody and you had a big following and like, you were only a small little fish would say like 400 followers and this person had like 20, 25, 30,000 followers, you know, all real followers, you know, yeah. um, and they went up and been like, ah, this person is only like full of shit, like, and you know, if like this person has performance written under the door, like you know that means they're just for athletes. Like there's no point training with him, like because he's only all about performing better. But like you know they're like the narrow-minded people. Like like I said, yeah. like an angry mind is a narrow mind, and I'll always believe it. Like people who are either feel threatened by you or feel that like you know you could be competition or they might just not like you. They will use a following against them, or they will use their following against you. To try and drag you down because they know they get a lot of feedback, a lot of yeah. views, a lot of likes. Would, would that be a common thing on social media? Like, it's not the side of things I'd be on, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'd have a very personal feed, it wouldn't be business focused. Like, but I mean, like, would that be the case? Did you genuinely see business people or people like, I suppose, in the fitness industry trying to take down other people? Because, like, for me, if I saw someone being like, Oh, don't follow this person, this yeah. person's an idiot, I'd be kind of like, Well, like, what age are you? Like, it's not school. Yeah. I'll choose who I follow. Yeah. And like, I'd be nearly unfollowing that person thinking, yeah. like, why are you preaching such a negative well, like, message? You wouldn't like, get someone directly being like, like say now if I was like, oh, go and follow this person. Like yeah. that's, that's not the case. It's none of that. Oh, okay. But there will be people, you know, like using your like brand names as like little tags, like little advertising thing. They do start using your name. Is, or, in, is that in like hashtags and stuff like that? Yeah, or? so like someone would say, like there was a post put up from a business that like, oh, we offer... Um, unique packages and we have diverse range of trainers and stuff like that the day after i announced my business yeah and i was like i knew i knew that it was directed at me because i knew that they were using the words that i put in my post and that's in my business name and then the people like spoke publicly at an event and targeted my name again for a second time and also oh. so like like it does like like geez that doesn't bother me it doesn't phase me i don't have a big following like so oh, but like i said it is that big following that can lead to like a lot of negative feedback for like say me if someone knew that it was directed at me that's the whole point of being direct you're supposed to be kind of the only person that kind of cops it a bit like yeah of course but and then but then like the obviously there's the opposite side of the scale where people use a big following to promote such positivity and like promote other brands and you know help other people out and you know, they just 
just have that following. They have such a much bigger following for that specific reason because they just put out such good content. And but definitely, like, as in one thing I find really positive, I suppose, like yourself and Luke, you're really good friends. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know the company he works for. Yeah. I know all the lads, like the owners of that company and the people yeah. who work there. Like, and I mean, I like how it's not the case where it's like two camps where it's like you and them. Like, as in, you can still hang out with your friend, you can still do training, and he can still come in here training. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no, I suppose, bravado between it where you're thinking, no, we're now competing with them. Luke, no. you need to cut him out. Yeah. And like, I suppose that's a positive thing. But I mean, like, it's funny when you're on the outside looking in, as in one really funny one I saw a few months ago. And it was actually, um, I, I would have been training hard at the time in personal training and everything else. Yeah. Like, and um, one gym, I, I won't name there or anything else, but they put out a post being like, oh, another gym in this area has uh, basically um, concocted a load of negative reviews about us. And they basically like started a witch hunt around that area, basically saying like, oh, they're after getting, say, hundreds of negative reviews on yeah, that post. Yeah. Like, I never confirmed who it was or anything like that, but like, I find it mad that even that's a kind of like, I mean, I know social media marketing is hugely valuable. Yeah, I mean, like, positive feedback is hugely valuable. And when you have someone who tells you, like, like if someone tells me, like, oh, you did a great job, like, I'm like, oh, Jesus, that's yeah, fucking yeah. fantastic. I mean, cheers. Like, yeah. I'd nearly be on cloud nine for days. Like, yeah. but I mean, like, especially with your business, like, when you get positive feedback, it must be great. But I mean, like, the idea that someone would use negative feedback as in to do that, I, I just find it madness, like... But, it, like, it, like, it is what it is in any industry, you know, like, if you go into a restaurant, you're going to give negative feedback if you didn't like it, so... Yeah. And I'd do the same if I went to somewhere and I didn't like it or approve of it. Now, obviously, I've, like, the business tightened above my head, like, so I'm not going to go around being some negative asshole, you know, upsetting people or calling people out. Like I said on my Instagram story the other day, doing the takeover shows, like... I would gladly let another personal trainer go up on, I have approached other personal trainers actually to take over the story for a day. So like, yeah. I don't, like, Jesus, there's clients there for everybody and it's a market, like you said, it's saturated. So like, I don't mind other personal trainers and I don't mind, like I'd never go out and insult somebody or I'd never, you know, indirect somebody for no reason. Like, I wouldn't do it any, regardless, like, but I think it's just the industry you're in, you know, there's going to be people who, aren't nice people there's going to be people it's like everywhere you go really you're going to meet non-nice people you want to meet nice people you want to meet a group of people that are nice a group of people that aren't you want to meet people who are in it for the money people who aren't yeah of course. people who love what they do people who hate what they do so like it's just a matter of that person who feels the need to indirect people or upset people it's just their mind frame and why they're yeah. doing it or why they need to make themselves feel better than xyz or whoever it is they're trying to upset you know just each to their own play your own ball game like and just focus on yourself yeah, that's people usually do, you will get caught up in it, and I, I like that's the same. I spoke on the Prendle show. I was like, I, I said, I knew I was, I knew I was going to backlash. I knew it was going to happen from somebody, and I was like, you know what? Just ignore it, block it out, because I know the feedback that I got from the people who listened to it, compared to the two people that trying to slaughter me on social media who didn't listen to it. Now one apologized, one didn't. But like, yeah, you know, you you can't just voice an opinion on something that you haven't heard about. You know? Oh, of course, yeah. So, I suppose to take things the more positive route. I mean, there's no point talking about all the negative yeah. all the time and everything else. Like, yeah. But I mean, like, you're sitting here, you have your own facility, and it is fantastic. I mean, you have all the equipment and everything else. I'm sure you have plenty of clients come through the door. <laughs> I mean, from your own personal point of view, like, what are you training towards at the moment? Have you any goals, any photo shoots, stuff like that coming up? Me, myself. Yeah, have you any? Or is it just the case you're just training for leisure and you're doing your work? Um, well, I... <laughs> There's not there's not long term plan anyway for myself. Yeah. Um, obviously grow the business as much as I can and you know get them get the business name out there and you know just give the best service I possibly can and like I've taken a backseat myself like I haven't even prioritized myself. Like I was at when I asked earlier this morning in a meeting like you know what are your goals yourself your personal goals and I was you know what 
I don't have any because like this is my priority like this business is just because it's a one-man band like it's I want to make sure that it's done properly and I do it to the best of my ability so long term there's not really there for me or like I'll train away if I can if I can't then so yeah so you have your so, priorities at the moment yeah so it's just the priority of getting this up and running and getting into a routine because obviously I'm only 22 so and I've never done anything like this before so yeah it's all a learning curve good learning curve like good experience great crack like you know, you're yeah. kind of you be scared some days, and you're like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. You go home and you're thinking 24 hours, and you're like, oh shit, 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 I forgot something. But like I said, it's all a learning process. Like, sort of amount of people who wrote to me since open here with such supportive messages, like, and people, young fellas, like asking for advice and support on going out on their own, and like other personal trainers asking how I did it and stuff. So like that's obviously all unreal and. Like I think people respect the grind. You know what I mean? When you see someone who's actually putting themselves out there and kind of like. I suppose betting on themselves. I yeah. always find I have a huge respect for it. Yeah. As in, I just think it's something like you know, it's something I'd always be too afraid to do. And I'm like, when I see someone else doing, it, I'm going, you're not fair, fuck. Yeah. As in, like, I don't see any. It's it's never going to impact me whether you worked in McDonald's or you had your own business. Yeah. But I mean, when I see a fellow who's got his own business, and I mean, like, I saw you posting the other day about say how college wasn't a big thing; it didn't suit you. Yeah. And like, you would have quit two courses. Yeah. I mean, like, it's definitely in Ireland. It's a focus that you know you go through school. You get your education, you go to college, and you get a job. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would have, I would have done a four-year degree in UCC, and I was only talking to one of my buddies from the degree about it the other day, and like, I was telling him I was starting the podcast, and he was, you know, yeah. he was, he was first positive about it, and he's actually a fellow trying to get into music industry in Germany, yeah. and like his attitude was, it's hilarious that we went through all those hours of school, we went through all these hours of college to get a forty-hour-a-week job. And now what what he's doing now is he's completely trying to get out of it. Yeah. Now like mine is more just a side gig. I to be honest, I love my job. I'm pretty happy. Like yeah. it's just the case where I have it nice and easy. I like what I do and it's great. Like and this yeah. this I love to do as well. Yeah, exactly. But I mean like I just think it's great when you see people betting on themselves and I suppose giving themselves a chance. Yeah. Like if if you're sitting there under someone else's umbrella the whole time, like you're never really going to see the world. I mean like you mm. have the chance to do plenty. Mm. You've been abroad. You've worked in gyms in Cork. You've worked in gyms in Canada. I know you're doing your own thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying you'd put yourself up on a pedestal, but surely you're thinking, you know, I'm doing all right. It's going good. Um, yeah, you would, like, it's, like I said, I, would, like, I didn't expect it to take off the way it did. Yeah. Or nor was I expecting any of the, like, half the support that I received. So, again, like, your first month, you're like, oh, God, right, we're through, we're through the crazy month, the one where everyone wants to try it out. But, like, obviously, it's such self-achievement, like, and it's probably the biggest thing I've done to date. Like, I, like... I'll probably look back and remember this month for the rest of my life, like no matter how old I get. But I just know for a fact that I have a lot more to to bring it like even higher, and I know that I can make myself even more prouder of what I've achieved. And so I'm kind of just keep a level head, like and don't like I know if I let it get to me, and if I sit down for too long and think about it, I'm like right, it'll get to the head, and standards will drop, and you know you start forgetting things, and you're getting complacent. So like just my only thing like and that's my advice to any business startup keep a level head like because if you let like let's just say the money like because it's your first time taking in your own money if you let that go to your head or you let the fact that you're fully booked out or the fact that you've fully sold out in other senses like it can get very overwhelming like but you just have to say so calm i'm like right look first month let's just go to the second one and then and then in time when you have like the business name established and you have like you have your set routine then you can be like, right now we've done it like like yeah, of course. I mean, as in you're at the start of the yeah. game, you've plenty more to go. Yeah. But I mean, it is good to see, you know. What is like, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's happy when I suppose when things are, are calm and as in obviously busy in business, but as yeah. in calm where you're not too worried about too much, it yeah. must be a positive thing. Yeah. Um. Now, I suppose one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, because I, I, it's something I'm kind of hugely curious about, because I'm never someone who's ever been in a fantastic condition. 
But I mean, you would have done a photo shoot back in say well, one or two years ago. Two like, years ago, it's a con- like. it's a concept that baffles me, and uh, I like I talk to a lot of people about it. They kind of feel like I think there's two different camps. It's like, why are you doing that? Like, do you think you're modeling? And then there's people who are like, Jesus, imagine being in that condition. It's phenomenal. <laughs> like the health side of things, like, is it an actual healthy thing to do? Like, as yeah. in, like, would what's could you talk us through like the process of what actually goes into say how many weeks go into it, the type um, of training, nutrition. Like what goes into a photo shoot? All everyone sees is those black and white photos where someone's ripped to the gills. Yeah. And you know, like they're posting up, they're kind of, <laughs> I suppose they're feeding them out over yeah, weeks yeah, and yeah. weeks. They're going, did you see me at this angle? Did you see me at this angle? Yeah. I mean, I'd be doing the same if I looked like yeah. that. But as in like, did, yeah. what's the process like? Um, The process, the process, the process. Um, So I, I was in Denny's and it was just a thing to do. Not a thing to do, but I was like, I, was, I like to do a photo shoot and like me, that's obviously me and Luke start to juke uh, and we're like, it'll be something to track on it like and you know, I was like, I'd like to do one and see if I'm capable of doing it. Yeah. And um, like Luke's fantastic what he does. So I was like, look, will you do my nutrition? And I was like, this will be your, I think I was his first photo shoot find. As far as I know, or second, I'm not too sure. First Take the claim for it anyway, just tell yeah. people, you know. Yeah. You started it off for him. Like, I mean, it's because of that photo shoot yeah. doing so well. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, the, the process is about 12 to 16 weeks, I'd say. Um, but uh, it it wasn't hard. Like, it wasn't difficult. Like, a lot of, like, geez, don't get me wrong, some do get difficult. But I think it depends on the coach you have and their methods and how they believe in getting you to that point. Like, you know, so I've never been with another coach, so yeah. I'm not entitled to an opinion on any other coaches or from what I've heard or from feedback. But, like, my process was grand and easy. Like, I, I remember eating Skittles through my workouts like and now like we did some funky experiments right like just to see what would work because like obviously we trained as hard as we could and yeah. we enjoyed it and but like the food was never a problem and like if you like I wanted to change something it would be changed you know it was like people have this like misconception of that oh it's chicken and broccoli like six times a day or you know plain chicken like not at all like you can have so like such nice food like I said spaghetti bolognese and like I used to have healthy burgers and like fresh healthy pizzas and Things like that. So, like I said, it, it's, it depends on the coach you have and their approach to how they get you to where you want to be. Because obviously there's starvation mode and then there's doing it properly and getting you nice, getting it nice and slowly. Yeah, of course. But, like, do you know, even at the end of it where you're kind of used to use that drying out period where you, I suppose, you take, I don't know what it's called, but say, like, water loading or something like yeah. that. As in, like, do you not feel like complete and utter shit for that, even for that 12 hours or whatever it is, like? Um, or, like, for you, was it Because, like, I've heard people say, like, and they'd be more... I suppose it'd be people on different podcasts or yeah. like other people I know people who've done them like they said I've never felt more like it's not it's not healthy like I don't feel like I could perform at that level yeah. it's very much an aesthetic kind of thing where I want to look a certain way for a period of four hours and yeah. that's what I'll do to get there as in like would you say like it's the case where that period of time just even the few days coming up to it was that rough for you or was it like even with Luke did you just find um, you had it planned right and it worked yeah we, we had a, we had a plan that worked some bits of it didn't but I think looking back, uh, like I wouldn't do one again. That's for sure. I would. I wouldn't just go through the process of doing for just for a camera and a few likes. Yeah. And you know, like at the time, I actually got like it was this girl in work, and I just like really wanted to shift her. <laughs> like she never took any notes me before, and then like the photo shoot, then she was like, oh my god, you're so hot. So I was just buzzing. I was like, job, go achieve. Like. <laughs> Happy days. And I ended up upstairs to the cameraman. <laughs> so the, the the camera was kind of second priority, but. The last 24 hours before, and it was full, like, your, like your carbs and carbs and carbs. Yeah. And it's kind of like a waiting game, like, you know, like, like you're checking in with Luke every two or three hours, like, um, but I, I don't, I, I didn't find it hard, I didn't find it impossible, I never felt like shit. Oh, there's times where I felt tired and stuff, 
but that's expected you know like if you don't understand the process like if you say if, if, if like any person came in and like i want to do a photo shoot you're like oh i seen this person do it then you're like right you know you can't just do it because somebody else wants to do it you have to break down the process of how it works what's going to what you're going to do what like how long it's going to take how you want to feel potentially do you know how you may not feel do you know some people look like death and they feel like death and they do it and they're putting on a fake smile in the photo yeah. and then there's people who go in there and they're buzzing beans like and they're happy and like right let's get the show on the road so it, again like i'll always say it depends on the coach's approach like you know you can get a good coach or you can get a bad one so like with a good coach you feel it can be a very healthy process yeah, like something that it impact you yeah, and like would you have to like reverse diet on the way out of it or is it the case where like you just kind of went back to normal um See, yeah, because we were going to America a few weeks after, so like the reverse dieting process wasn't going to be that long. Like, but yeah. in a realistic world, if I wasn't going on holidays, yeah, I would have to reverse diet out of success where like things can get messy. But again, nutrition isn't my four point. So, oh, of course, yeah, again, I understand I, that. I wouldn't really like have the best knowledge on. I just the whole reverse your own diet, but I would have. I would advise to anyone, yeah, or myself, like that to reverse diet properly and just get your calories up a bit because you see a lot of people they binge for weeks and weeks and weeks and end, and yeah, of course, they're back to a cutting phase again, like and. You know, you haven't really put on any lean muscle mass and you've just added on the body fat that you had before you didn't shoot, so... Okay, I guess that, yeah. No, it's just something I'd always be curious yeah. about. It's kind of... Now, one thing you said there, you said you, you see Skittles during your workout. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like, what? where's just... I don't know, that baffles me now, like, and I'm, like, I'm a fellow who sits at home eating packets of biscuits. Like, I'm not saying I'm like, Jesus, you shouldn't be, be eating them during your workout. Like, yeah. But, like, one thing, I just don't quite get it. Maybe you, you might have a better perspective on it than me. Like, do you know the people who are eating jellies in their workouts? And I'd see them in the gym now to be fellas with packets of jellies or... Mm you know, cans a monster. Like, I'm, I'm all, like, I know you're, <laughs> like, I'm not saying, like, you're pretty much, you know, a few days away from a sponsorship at this yeah, yeah. myself and Lam, like, and, like, I love drinking it. When I was used to work shit shifts and work in my old job, I, I'd be down in cans like the yeah. outside. But, like, I just, like, me even, like, when I'm training, I don't understand why you'd be sipping a can of monster during training. Is that something you'd do, like, or is it something you'd have before a training before session? Before I train. Like, is it, I'd see that. I rarely know I'd have an intro workout. Yeah, but, like, I drink for fun, like, but essentially there's caffeine in it, like, so. Oh, I know, like, you, that's you have great. It before like, you work out. Now, people might have it. I think, I think, something like, I don't know, it's take like an hour to kick in or something like that. I don't think you get, like, a direct buzz off it, like. Yeah. And a lot of the people who, if you see them drinking it intro workout, chances are they do it all the time, so they're probably immune to it, so they probably don't get any effect, but, yeah. like, drinking intro workout, I don't think it's exactly ideal, like. Well, I don't think it's even, like, I just don't I even get the perks of it, like, I mean, I'd be there burping away in the gym if I was drinking Monster <laughs> the whole time, yeah. like, and then I just love a nice cold water, that's perfect, yeah, like, I, fair enough, I'm all for coffee before yeah. I work out, that's something that fucking baffles the shit out of me, like. Probably baffles a lot of people, it baffles me too, like, and people probably look at me and be like, why does he eat, like, at the time, he eats Skittles, like, Skittles is just a fast-acting carb, like, it's just pure sugar, so, like. So it's a thought out process, it's not, yeah, you know, it like, just a I can get away with this, like, in the lunchbox with about, like, 40 Skittles in it, like. So, oh, you, you count them out and everything. Yeah, so we, we had them all counted out and weighed out and like uh, the macros and all Were that. Were certain colours better than others now or like? All was the red, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was kind of, they were just like fast acting carbs just to see it to work out and to see how I felt off it, see if it gave me an extra buzz or energy. But again, it only lasted about a week or two and we just stopped because we oh, were just asking questions and the manager was. He's kind of looking at you going. So yeah, that was interesting. Ah, interesting great, so but for other people, some people just. Maybe they're hungry mid-workout and they want a few jellies. Like, <laughs> very I know, it's just mad. Like, I protein just... bars is a common one in workout. That... You all see people eating protein bars and like, or people who drink protein shakes in workout. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not a huge nutritionist. Like, I wouldn't know any like the massive ins and outs. Yeah. Of, I mean, there's some stuff where I'm kind of like, why, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. like I, I eat before I work out, I eat after I work out. Yeah. I mean, those are the days I actually work out. I mean, the other yeah. days, you know, it's just just fucking free for all. We'll see how yeah, it goes. Yeah. Like. 
like, I don't know, it's, especially when you're getting into the gym and you'd be kind of seeing, you'd see these fellas now, they're like absolutely savage condition and they're munching away on a pack of jellies and you're like, should I be munching on a pack of jellies? Like, is, yeah. it, is there a benefit to that? Like, I suppose that's a misconception, really. Like, like everybody, every body is different. Like, so some people might benefit from it. Some people exactly wouldn't. And again, obviously, in terms of sugar and jellies, if you're somebody who finds yourself overweight, like, and you're there having jellies and Coke Pops and stuff post-work, it's not ideal because, like, so you don't want to be giving somebody the foods that put them in the position that they're already at like yeah. you're, you're not going to give someone who's like highly overweight like a lot of coke pops and sometimes it's good to kill a craving but then it's very hard to control it so you'd have to know where to self-control it like, I find I'm like a heroin addict like I kind of need I need to go cold turkey but like if, if someone gives me a, like even a square of chocolate like yeah. I'll just kind of wake up 12 hours later like covered in Nutella <laughs> like not knowing what's going on and I'm just like fucking hell like massive yeah. sugar hangover yeah so that's like, when you wouldn't give somebody like like jellies and coke pops post workout and stuff because that's exactly what happens before you know what you're down in Musgraves and you have 50 bucks in the boot like yeah, and you're just talking way through I'm like so again like I said each to their own when it comes to that kind of stuff you can control it happy days if you can't good luck yeah of course that's fair enough that's a good point of view I yeah. suppose definitely mm-hmm. now I mean you're getting a lot of clients through the door I'm sure and I mean they're I suppose differing goals and everything else now one I wanted to put you because it'd be I'm this client alright so I said you know what I put it to you see what you think now <laughs> I mean might as well get some free advice while I have it like because you know when you have a client coming in and they're training away but they're not doing the nutrition side of things like they'll do the sessions and everything else like yeah. is there anything you'd say to them kind of I suppose to um I suppose just get them to realize like what they're doing. Is it, would you pull a client aside now from your own point of view? Say, look, like you're training with me, you're putting your money into me, you're doing great in the training, like, but you're not doing it on the diet side of things. Like, like would you ever tell them to eat a bit healthier or anything else? Or um, is the case something you just stay out of? You just go look, they're through the door. <laughs> like obviously, if you know them, I understand it's a bit different. But yeah. I just mean like your average client now, you see them two, two, three times a week. Yeah. And like you know they're not doing it. Like, what would you say to that person now? Like, um, it all happens in the assessment process. Like, there's no one lying and be like, oh, I tell them to do this, that, and the other, because I don't. Like, yeah. there, there's an assessment process. Like I said, in Canada, like, you get a full hour long assessment. So, essentially, you have to get as much information as somebody as possible. So, you tell me, right, your daily diet, and I'm like, right, grand, this is that, 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 this is what maybe you could replace it in. And I'll never tell somebody to go cold turkey. Like, yeah. you know, I'll always influence small things. Like, if they're only drinking, one small like a shot of water a day I'm not going to start drinking two two and a half litres because they're not going to do it it's, it's like trying to sprint before you can even crawl you know like that's how bad some things can be so it's all about implementing like the smallest changes weekly into somebody's lifestyle like if you're somebody who doesn't like if you're somebody saying I would just say you, you don't eat healthy food at all and yeah. you like like a certain fried chicken breast for your dinner alright let's just say that for example and like you eat a load of chips and whatever Make the small change, like keep sort of fried chicken breast, change, add in a small bit of rice, add some veg, small amount of veg. Then next week, same meal, add a bit more veg. Then next week, take away the chicken breast, replace it with an ordinary chicken breast with a bit of seasoning on it. And then there you go, that's one meal we have out of the way that's changed. Now, like, let's go to another meal. You know, if you're feeling hungry, here's a great snack, like maybe a handful of granola and some fat free yogurt and, like, you know, just a bit of fruit. Then that's something they can carry with them and small convenient they know they have it and then before you know like someone's going to just slowly get into habits like no one's ever going to have a perfect diet ever yeah like i don't so like i'm not going to expect my clients to come in here and be like oh it's perfect all month it's not going to happen we're all humans you know we like going out on a saturday night with our buddies going for a meal you know going for a few drinks yeah a bit of thought happening in the van is like you know yourself so like that's <laughs> you know i want people to live their lifestyle and i just want to implement the changes so like bring in a food diary see where you're at be as honest as possible if there's 10 freddles on it we'll bring it down to eight 
you know, then eventually bring them to six. There's no one telling someone to stop doing that. Yeah. It's like when you're younger and you want to like ask your mom and dad, oh, I want to go to a disco there. And they're like, no, you're not going. And next thing you're pretending that you're sleeping in Johnny's house. Next thing you're up in Leisure Flex, pole tapping away, like shifting young ones. So like, you know, it's the same as food. If you tell them, no, you're not having it. They're just going to have it. Like, and that's why it's important that you break things down like as simple as possible and make sure it's something that the client can do. So that's why it's always just literally just take things out nice and slow, add things in nice and slow, take another thing out, replace it, another thing out, replace it. And then it might take like four to six weeks to actually get them to clean up on a diet. Yeah. But at least in four to six weeks, they're after bringing in a lot more clean whole foods and eliminating a lot of processed foods and they're still enjoying the odd meal or two at the weekend. Great way to think about it, definitely, for sure. So, I mean, I suppose just to kind of finish things up, um, you're just done your first few weeks in your own business. Have you any tips for someone? Like, obviously, I know you don't have a wealth of knowledge straight away. Like, <laughs> do you have any tips for, I suppose, young entrepreneurs who are listening who maybe um, are thinking about doing their own thing? And it doesn't have to be fitness or anything else. Just a few things that you found useful. Um, have experience. That's one thing. Uh, don't just do it. Like, obviously, with opening a personal training business and personal training being the business to be in, a lot of young lads, which is very good to see, are looking to kind of like get into the game and, you know, get into it. My big advice if, if, if personal trainers listening to this is get into a team environment, you know, learn to be part of a team because if you're not part of a team, you won't learn to survive in yourself. Like, you know, you need to take away from as many people as possible. Yeah. Get yourself into a big team, you know, six to eight other trainers. They're all going to have a different style, different approach. Learn from them, build up a client base, and then as soon as you feel confident enough, then you can go on your own. Well, in time, go on your own. You know, start with a freelance, with a page, go here and there, and then hopefully in time it'll work out. But don't just go, like, you know, don't leave. Like, people kind of take it up around, they're like, I'm going to leave my job, I'm going to do this, and you're like, don't do that. <laughs> like, do not, you know, have a plan, like, have, like, will it work out, like, your budget, you know, plan things. Don't just go and bite the bullet and do it. You know, if it's something that's been on your mind for ages and, you know, like a YouTuber, you always see like a lot of YouTubers starting off also have other jobs. Yeah. And then in time, they become full-time YouTubers. That's just an example, you know, of like some of the lads that I follow. So, and then if you're in another industry and you're looking to go out on your own, like have a plan. Don't just do something because it's the thing to do. Like obviously PT is a thing to do nowadays. Don't just do it because it is, and this is of course any industry, no matter what it is, whether you're going to sell in boilers, kitchens, putting out floor, anything. Don't just do it because it seems like an easy quick fix for money or that it seems that's something that seems possible now, it might not. Look at the longevity of it, like make sure that's long term that it will succeed. Don't just be like, oh, I'm just gonna do it just for crack because everyone else is doing it, because it won't succeed. Yeah. That way, it'll, it'll only just, you might get a good month and then it'll just blow up and fall asunder on you. Like, so, best advice would be be very patient anyway. Um, take your time, honestly. Uh, build up a client base if clients are needed. Do your research, 100%. If it's a saturated market, you need to stand out. Like, yeah. sure, you could have a team of six PTs, like, right, boys, let's go. We're going to open a gym in Douglas. And the next thing you know, you've Denny's and you've all these other places around you. Really, even readers, like, oh, shit, I forgot this person's here. And there's only another PT studio around the corner. Or that person teaching classes up the road there. So, like, do your research properly. Like, find something that, find, be diverse about it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's the best approach. You Might know? as well drop your own name in yeah. there, you know, get things See? going. Yep. Um, great advice definitely that's for sure. the best way to kind of go about it is just do it properly and I suppose just to finish things off if you want to drop any of your social media anything like that 
whatever you want, just so people can give you an old follow after. I mean, I have a huge following, I'm not going to lie. There's a, there's a lot of people here now who are listening to this podcast going, fuck, I can't believe that fella's on Shane's podcast. But I mean, if you want to drop him away, feel free. Uh, everything is just diverse performance. Instagram and Facebook are both yep. their old patterns I use. Snapchat is obviously Duke Fitness, which you don't really use that much. I don't have my own Snapchat. But Instagram and Facebook is all diverse performance. So Great stuff. So guys, go give Joe a follow. Definitely fantastic guy to talk to. And look, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate no it. you coming on. And we'll finish up there. So that was the Fat Man Talking Podcast episode two, guys. Really appreciate everyone listening. Feel free to like, share, and everything else. You're absolute legends. Thanks so much. Bye.